Hey guys, if you're wondering why there's a Friday episode, this is the first of hopefully many bonus episodes to complement the week's study. So thanks for listening and enjoy. Hey you guys, this is the Scripture Study Project, our podcast that gives you a fresh and faithful study of the scriptures that we hope will renew your excitement for your own personal study and help you passionately teach what you are learning to others. This week, we are offering our first special episode, midweek episode. This week seemed to be the right week because of a few things. The first one was the dedication of the Rome Italy temple that has been so awesome and so inspiring to see the 12 and their wives all together there. Just a beautiful message there. And then we have general conference coming up. And then I hit purchase on my work and wonder workbook. Um, And the thought came to me that what I really needed to do is get an expert on general conference. And I know that Rio Grange would not say she was an expert on general conference, but she does create a beautiful product to help all of us study and be have a more meaningful experience at general conference. And so today I am so excited to have Rio Grange of Work and Wonder. Rio, we are so, so happy you are here. I'm so happy you're here, I should say. <laughs> Thank you. I really, this has been such an honor. I'm so excited and you're exactly right. I'm no expert per se on general conference, but I do love it so much. And I'm just grateful to kind of talk more about it on this first little special episode. Yes. Well, thank you. I know I'm like, what What a better, no better guest, first guest to have than no. you. I, I've i had the privilege of meeting Rio a couple times and have just been, what you see of her, if you follow her on social media, is exactly how she is. She's full of light, full of enthusiasm, um, inspiration. I have just been so impressed with what she does and and who she is, even in the small moments that I've been able to keep in touch with her. I wanted to just read her mission on her website for her company. She says, if there is anything I know for certain, it is that the greatest source of happiness, the real and lasting kind, is found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And sometimes we find ourselves distracted from this truth. So we set out on a mission to create products that help us engage in the work daily and marvel at the wonders of this gospel. And even just reading your About Me page on your website, I just thought, man, this is going to be really fun. Oh, thank you. So is there anything else you want to add to your to your intro here? Did I miss anything? You have two cute kids. I do. I've got two kids. So we all get to be together and see kind of the crazy that Work and Wonder brings. But we absolutely love it because we know that we're exactly that mission. We're just so humbled that I have felt kind of this calling to just create these products that help us engage and are reminded of this great and beautiful work that we get to be a part of. And no, I'm just so, I love any opportunity to talk about it. I think with general conference, I get excited in that prep. And I think that's what's cool about your product and what you do on with your company is just that promotion for being more meaningful and that prep week that you do before and being studying afterwards. I just think it just really makes a difference. And I attribute general conference as kind of being one of the beginning means to my love of scripture study and um, kind of a passion that I've developed for scriptures. I served a mission and certainly I studied my scriptures. I was never very good as a teenager, to be honest, but sure, yeah. um, of course, as a missionary. 
And then it was a couple couple years after I got home and I was just in a really big rut. And I, I just made the goal for myself. Like, I'm just going to read. I had my second baby. I'm like, I'm just going to read a conference talk while I, while I nurse. Like, that's all I can do right now because I was just, I couldn't bring myself to the scriptures for some reason. And mm-hmm. I feel like ever since then, it's kind of just been this catalyst to something that has, has been beautiful and wonderful for my own life. So I don't know. I would love to hear, um, obviously you are passionate about general conference and the gospel, like you said in your intro. So I would just love to hear some, a little bit about, you know, what made you create the product and, um, your love, maybe your love for general conference, like you mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my experience was very similar to yours in that I just, I did feel in a bit of a rut and I found, I knew for myself that I just, I relate so easily to the language of conference talks because it does feel so current and modern. And so when I get in those scriptural ruts, I just feel this desire to go back to those messages because it kind of brings back this spiritual side in a such a relatable way, even though I know we're challenged to relate scriptures to our daily lives. Sometimes I just need to jumpstart that with general conference messages. Yeah. And, and so every time I would study these, I, I just was in awe of what they share year after year, every six months. And the, you know, I came, let's see, it was about two years ago now that um, it was right before that we, that it was announced that we would be studying general conference talks in our Relief Society classes. Oh, and yes. Yeah. And so I was just like, well, gosh, if we're going to be studying these, I feel like there's got to be a way to capture what we're hearing in more than just because I normally, you know, it's conference weekend and it sneaks up on you every time because it's the turn mm-hmm. of the season. And so I recognize myself not really preparing and I sit down ready to listen and I'm scrambling to get any papers. And every time I was just like, oh, these are so good. Why am I not giving them the weight that they desire. I need, I need a separate workbook. I need something, especially now that we're studying these. And so the idea came about right at that same time um, that it was announced. So I was like, holy cow, (laughs) now's the time, hurry. And we were able to pull it off and release them. So April, 2018 was our first workbook. Okay. And I don't know, it just felt the timing felt so right because there was such a momentum and excitement for that conference and mm-hmm. even this past October one, that with that change, there was such a yearning and a desperation, I feel like, from the members of just needing these messages of hope and happiness and healing. And I was just so grateful to kind of, I felt so guided in the way that this workbook was created to help us just engage in how we listen and how we will then apply these messages. And and something I'll touch on later, too, of just the reason that they're sharing these messages with us is, is not to entertain. It's, it's for our benefit and it is for us to, to then take action from. And so anyway, so this, this whole workbook thing was just like, there's just gotta be, there's gotta be the next step, the higher, the higher law, the higher level of thinking, which I feel like the church is just pushing so beautifully, just giving us such responsibility and trust in this higher law of how we're living the gospel. So true. I hadn't really put that together of you started at last April, said that was an exciting conference. I feel like every conference is, you know, it's really been this building up. You can really feel that happening. And I love that that does that. And this actually is my first one that I'm trying out because I am, I'm like the simplest of simple 
anyway, so I just, I'm really excited. This I'll be a first timer with my um, work and wonder notebook and actually sitting there purposefully. So I'm really excited. Good. Good. And I know there are, like, even I get that way. Sometimes people have their one spiritual workbook. And so Mm -hmm. it works for some and not for others. But even I'm surprised that so many people have said, even just the act of purchasing a separate workbook, it just Mm -hmm. commits them more. It just, it reminds them that they have this space, um, these pages to fill cover to cover. And it's such a good feeling when you do fill those pages and it's easy to refer back to. And, and it has been funny. I will say, I feel like since I started these, there's been so many changes. So I'm just like, have a little bit of a leap in my throat every time when I'm like, okay, don't announce anything too crazy. Cause I just planned this entire workbook. <laughs> so it's been so funny. I feel like there's been big changes. So the next oh, time I'm yeah. taking out the Sundays, it's just mm-hmm. been so funny. Things have been awesome, but Hey, I'm That's trying so a little work <laughs> around it. I think I even failed to mention this in the beginning, the real tie that we were, we had discussed was, um, you know, bringing it back to the come follow me study from this week, which is the, you know, Jesus sent forth his 12 apostles. And I'm just thinking of, you know, that message that, that gathering message that president Nelson has, is saying over and over again. And, you know, I'm just looking at some of these scriptures, like you mentioned, these, these apostles are apostles for our day. They're, they're Mm -hmm. preaching to your heart and to our, in our language for a reason, we need them to be doing these things that Jesus instructed them to do and go out and do, but they're saying it for us today and their message is so valuable. So I just love that you're creating something beautiful that matches their message. If that makes sense, like, you know, this beauty, this place, this space for it that can really match the beauty of their message is really powerful. I mean, the fact that it combines my love for design too. It's just, I feel so blessed. <laughs> I get to do yeah. something I love so much. Okay. So Krista, you mentioned when we were talking about Come Follow Me and something that stood out to me in this week was when, so they're talking about why the 12 apostles were called. And just in the first little paragraph, it says, he saw more than their physical ailments filled with compassion. He saw sheep having no shepherd. The harvest is tr- truly is plenty- plenteous. He observed, but the laborers are few. And I, when I read that, I, it just occurred to me that these these leaders, these brethren, and the leaders of our church are called not to simply entertain us every six months for general conference and share, you know, positive, uplifting messages. Though they are. They are laborers in the field for us on our behalf, and they are sheep guiding us along the way and protecting us and warning us. And I just, it, it reminded me of the weight and importance of the messages that they do share because they are, they prepare and share their words in hopes that we will take action and apply them to our lives because they want to see the church as a whole improve and grow closer to God and to reach our divine potential. And they are blessed with divine guidance for our lives. And so I just, another reason of why it was just so important to me to create something to capture that. And whether you use a workbook or not, but just to give conference that, that I keep saying weight or just importance in your life because they, there, it's so much more than just these warm fuzzies that you feel every conference. It's so much more than that. They're asking you to change and what can you, 
you know, and, and not oftentimes they, maybe it is just the blessing of comfort and the blessing of reassurance that you are doing okay and you're doing the best. And I when we go into it intentionally like that, I really think some pretty, pretty cool things can happen when we study the messages in that light. Yeah. I, I love that you brought up, you know, the calling of those 12 apostles. Cause I think that was why that touched me so much to see all of the first presidency and the 12 apostles together um, in Rome, because it was like this, whoa, the power was there of, and then reading this message, the one that you read in Matthew nine, and then we come to Matthew 10 and it's Jesus giving them the, his 12 apostles, the commission of, he says, and starting in chapter 10, verse five, Jesus sent out these 12 after giving them instructions. Don't take the road that leads to the Gentiles and don't enter any Samaritan town. Instead, go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, proclaim the kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those with leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. And, you know, that sacrifice that you mentioned is, this isn't something that they're just, they feel they are doing this work as apostles. And they're doing this work because Jesus, like the field, the harvest is plenteous, but we need we need laborers and that is what they are doing. And that's mm-hmm. part of their message really is the message of Jesus Christ. I loved, I loved reading um, the testimonies of like president Nelson and, you know, all of them sharing their commission um, as, as apostles of Jesus Christ, especially thinking and reading in the scriptures of Jesus calling his first 12 apostles. Yeah. So you're so right. It's just so important that we do that. You know, and with that, like you mentioned, the weight, I think sometimes we can feel the the weight of scripture study or of general conference, like, oh no, I need to study this and I need to be keeping up with my New Testament study through Come Follow Me and I need to read the Book of Mormon. And, you know, I've seen a lot of comments and some have been on your on your feed of people saying like, how do you do it? I I have to study the New Testament and I want to be in the Book of Mormon and I want to study general conference. I can't do it. And so I thought that would be kind of fun to hear what you do and maybe share some thoughts you've had on that subject of how do you study or how do you do it all, even though doing it all, quote unquote, isn't really a thing, but (laughs) it hardly is. Um, I think it would be fun to hear your experience with that. Yeah. So I do get this question. It's so true. And it's such a valid concern that one that I feel often, believe it or not, because it does seem, I'm sure to people that I am managing all of these different areas of study, you know, and balancing them just fine. But no, it is, it is hard and it can feel overwhelming, but I have to remind myself that it, that's not what the brethren, you know, President Nelson is hoping he's not, he's not wanting to overwhelm us with all of these different things. And so something that I have kind of told myself to do naturally, I like structure. And so I want to tell myself, okay, on Sundays, I'm going to read general conference. And then every day I want to study for at least 15 minutes, you know, in the scriptures, but then come follow me. Maybe I should do that three days a week. And I try to hold to this structure. And oftentimes that causes, that just causes some rub in that area, because then I have room to kind of fail, if you will. That's a dramatic word, but there's room for like, oh, well, I said I would do it every day and I didn't. So therefore I'm falling short. Right. So I learned if I go about it more organically and in a very, just with a forgiving mindset that, okay, my intention today 
is to study in the scriptures. And if I have the time, then I want to read this conference talk. But just sometime this week, I want to read it. Maybe not set a day so that I have that. I'm not holding myself to that specific. Something also that's really neat about general conference, because it is in our modern tongue, you could say, it's Mm -hmm. easier to just listen to. And so oftentimes I think, especially as mothers with young kids, we have a lot of downtime that maybe we're folding laundry or doing certain things that we can listen to these conference talks. And I know so many people do that. And when I have the time, yes, I prefer to sit down with a notebook and kind of actively listen. But on those days when I just feel like I need a lift and a reminder of certain things, I'll just listen to the conference talks just like you will podcasts. Um, and it's just such a great way to, you know, get other things done. Um, but you can, you can listen to them on the conference. You can hear their voice and their just excitement and power behind their words. And so it's hard to, yes, find space for them all. But I, I would encourage just to do so organically and maybe not set certain time, but read the scriptures until you're full or study calm, follow me until you feel like you've answered one of those prompts and questions, you know, that you can feel like you can answer it in your heart or as a family, Um, because that's what they're really going for, is that they're just, they're wanting to draw you closer to God, and to lift and strengthen your testimony, and so I think when we get focused on checking a box, or making sure we've, we've held to what we, the goals we set at the beginning of the week, I think the motive just shifts a little bit. Oh, I love that. I think that's kind of what I've come to, too. I've even had that, um, I like that you said that organic feeling or that, you know, really being led to what you should be studying. I think I've said once, like, all I did was listen to a conference talk today in my head of like, man, I didn't get it. And then I think, what am I talking about? Like, what, who, who, who is saying that, but just me beating up on myself in a really strange way? Well, I think it can be very well said that that's exactly, at least for me, that's Mm -hmm. how the adversary will get me. Yeah. It's he'll quickly tell me, well, that's not enough. Like just listening to that conference talk, that was not enough. You know, you're capable of more. And that is those thoughts and feelings are not from God. And I think we can remind ourselves, awesome. Like give yourself grace. I listened to a conference talk today. Like I gave myself an opportunity to fill the spirit. And that is always something to be applauded and grateful for. So true. And that focus, not as much on how much you're studying or if you're studying one chapter or one, 10 chapters, whatever your goal is. Right. But maybe not to be so boxed in on what our study mm-hmm. needs to look like. And you're saying like, I'm totally that way too. Oh, I should write a schedule out for what I'm going to do, but that's just exactly. not the way that my life ends up happening. And I'm sure yeah. people's lives don't. And if we can really think of like the scriptures and conference and these other tools that we have aren't really, we're not getting in the scriptures just to read 10 verses or 10 chapters we're getting in the scriptures and we, we have this beautiful come follow me and we have general conference and in order to help us grow closer to God, to learn more about Jesus Christ, become more like him. The end goal yeah. is in our scriptures. The end goal is that deeper connection with God. And like you said, filling the spirit through whatever ways we can. And that's really where magic happens is as we take it as a time to even pray before and say, Hey, Hey, God, help me understand what you want me to study today or what you want me to learn today and what I need to study to get there. Exactly. And I think there's such a difference that can take place to just ourselves personally and how we go about then the rest of our day. Because I think someone that turns to the scriptures 
you know, say, you know, two people turn to scriptures in the morning, one reads one verse and one reads six chapters. Mm -hmm. If they still go with the same intention because they're seeking Christ, I think their days will go both equally as well because they invited the spirit in the beginning and their motive was because they knew, they knew that they wanted to start with God with, you know, in their day. And I just think all in, like you said, that, that motive, that reason that we are turning to the scriptures or general conference or come follow me, um, that that change will happen no matter how long you read. And I don't think it's bad to set goals, but I think it's okay to let go of them and not to get down on yourself, maybe when they're not met. Yes, exactly. And also, so on a more kind of practical note of how I study, more specifically general conference, but it can be applied to scriptures as well, is, for example, if I'm using my workbook uh, while I listen to conference, I'll use one color throughout all the sessions. So say I start with black. And I'll take down any of those impressions, challenges, any promptings that I receive, anything that stands out really, um, write it all down. And then as I go back and revisit the talks, it is my goal every conference to revisit each of them. And we do that on Instagram um, at Work and Wonder. And we kind of go through each talk. And then like we talked about earlier and come follow me, we'll revisit them to Relief Society. So when we're revisiting, I'll use a different color and I'll just go right onto the same page um, as that talk I originally took notes on. And I'll use that different color. And it's been really neat to see what I get out um, each time that's different and kind of how I'll have a certain prompting when I first listen to it, but it didn't even come to mind the second time. And it will remind me of that first prompting, which I really love. And that's why it's so important to write those down. But I think with scriptures too, oftentimes we're reading scriptures over again that we've already read. Mm -hmm. And so if you can kind of maybe use different colors or different techniques to kind of separate those and see that progress that you're making and see those different layers of how you're learning line upon line, these different concepts throughout the scriptures. So that's something that, I don't know, you could try this kind of different colors to kind of separate those different learning. Yeah. It's as a first time workbook that I'm excited to use. I think, wow, that's, that's so cool. Cause I yeah. love that idea of revisiting what your impressions were. Cause a lot of times I don't even make it back for the notes that I do take. So mm-hmm. I really love that idea. Something I've kind of tried to do is just, you know, that I, that same thing where I do, I do that, but with listening, like I'll listen. And then maybe within that same week or so I try and go and read it and kind of see like, oh, what stood out to me as I listen and what stood out to me as I read. So it's kind of fun to, I think it's kind of cool that we get to use like listening as such a tool to learn. Yeah. Gospel study, listening to the scriptures and general conference talks. We're really lucky in that way today. I Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of like how lucky with just the modern technology, I mean, it's just amazing when we talk about, you know, how it's, can be overwhelming to study all these different materials. I mean, it's pretty cool that everything though is on our phone. So right. when you're waiting in line at carpool or waiting anywhere, I don't know. I just feel like most likely you have your phone, which means you have all of the standard works come follow me and, and the general conference talks. And it's, that's just so, it's so cool that the church has been so proactive about that, knowing that, we have that ease. They, they're just making it as easy as possible for us to turn to these materials 
as best as we can. Oh, I love that thought. I think that's that's kind of the perfect way to like encapsulate all that we've talked about in a way of let's forget that these are weights or burdens to us, but let's realize how easy it is and how awesome it is that we have the entire scriptures in our pocket and we have all of the general conference messages for like 40 years (laughs) sitting there at our fingertips and maybe just make that mind shift of, hey, I can do this. Even if it's a little each day, I have had that experience, especially like I mentioned with that general conference one that really if, if you show up for God in small ways, he makes, I don't know, for me, I feel like he's like made more time and made more energy for me to show up in my scriptures and in general conference and giving me that greater, greater desire to show up because I feel him speaking to me through those messages. I think we just use it, use the resources we have because they're amazing. Use them. And it's so true. That reminds me, I wish (laughs) I had it memorized, but there's a quote by Pres. I think it's Irene. And um, he just, oh, he talks about how the Lord will multiply your time when you give Mm -hmm. him your time. And it seems counterintuitive when we are so busy and we have all these materials to study, let alone everything else, you know, that are, that's pulling at our time. But when we start with that, when we do sacrifice and show the Lord that we want to put him first and we study whatever it is, scripture, come follow me, general conference. It's amazing what happens and how suddenly hours, even minutes show up in the day that I found myself just like, wow, I, whatever it was, that didn't take as long as I thought. It looks like I have a few extra minutes. I, I think he will bless us when we do when we do those things with just extra minutes, extra hours in our day that seemed at the beginning that there was no, there was yes, no wiggle room. It truly does provide. I love that. <laughs> and it actually just now came to mind this experience um, with having these resources on hand. My husband and I, when we were early married, we lived a year on Maui and we lived with a woman who wasn't a member and she had two darling kids and on Maui, everyone has roommates. And so we got to experience what that was like. But she was darling to let us in our home and we could split rent together. And she had recently gone through a divorce and then her husband had passed, or not, sorry, not her husband, her father had passed away recently as well. And so she was just kind of, she was just feeling the weight of life and was very overwhelmed. And seeing people experience that without the gospel can be so heart-wrenching because I could, you can tell that she just didn't quite know where to turn, though she was absolutely one of the biggest fans of Jesus. She would say she was an absolute Jesus oh, lover and she that. and so we thought, well gosh, when we feel the heavy weight, we we listened, we started to explain what conference was and we said, you know, we actually just had our general conference, which is and I explained what it was, every six months we just we have this entourage of beautiful messages from our leaders and we'd like to invite you to listen to one. We picked one out that I'm like getting emotional. This experience mm-hmm. was so special. But we picked one out for her and What's funny is I don't even remember which one we picked out. That must have not been the important part. Anyway, we sat down. We put it on the computer so that she could watch who was speaking. And she, we said, you could grab a notebook if you feel like taking notes. So we started the conference message. And she, I can't tell you how many times we paused it so she could write down the exact words he was saying. Because they were just... They were touching her heart so purely. And it reminded me of just how special these messages really are. If we were to look at them through eyes of those that aren't familiar with what General Conference is, how miraculous that is to have modern day leaders and prophets just encouraging and supporting and uplifting and offering 
guidance and answers in ways that this woman, her name is Adele, she she never she never knew <laughs> that she could hear something so so helpful like that. So it was just tender, and I think I try and recall that experience with every conference and just go into it thinking like how special, what a blessing that we get to be a part of something like this, that we get to listen. And then it's not just for the members of our church, but it's for everyone, that anyone can benefit from these messages of hope, of Jesus, and of just increasing the light in our lives. And so, yeah, I, oh man, I'm getting really excited. Oh, I was just for thinking this now. is the perfect pump up, not only for, hopefully for anyone that listens, but also for me. I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. So not only, yeah, yes. I just, I'm so grateful that you would come on and share with us some of your passions and so grateful for what you're doing and what you're spreading and sharing. So thank you so much for coming on and talking with me today. This has been so fun. Absolutely. I've really enjoyed this. And I know I learn when I just speak out loud like this and discuss it. And so this has been such an honor to me too. This has been so fun. I'm so grateful that you would take the time out to do this and take the time to just spread that goodness through your products and through your message on your Instagram, which you guys can follow at work and wonder. I hope that this pumped you guys up as much for conference, not only this week's study and come follow me, the message of general conference, the excitement that we feel as we have been studying in these chapters about Jesus calling the 12 and getting us ready in the next few weeks to, to hear our next general conference. So thank you for listening. We hope you have a great day.